Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Shop Woodward Radio Group's big deals and save up to 30% every day on gift cards and certificates to local businesses. Featuring home and garden, automotive, gifts, food and beverage, services, travel, entertainment, and more. Check back often for new inventory. Plus, shop our clearance section for up to 70% off. Shop local and save today with Woodward Radio Group's big deals. Click on the big deals button at thescorewi.com. Exclusions apply. See online store for details. All right, Beverly. Live from the Fast Sign Studio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. It's the show with Leo and Balky. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. By some divine miracle, we were paired up. You got that idiot at the copy shop to lie for it? Did you just call me a freak? Do you have anything else? How about a Fresca? For God's sake, just give me the damn number! Lighten up, Francis. Call now at 920-281-1570 or 866-653-1570 if you want to join the program. And I'll tell you something else. This is the show, and we're not going to change it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this thing. Here they are. It's Leo and Balky. Welcome back to Hour 2. Hour 2 is brought to you by Fast Signs of Appleton. Check out all their products at fastsigns.com slash 267. Increase your company's visibility by getting a new vehicle wrap from our good friends at Fast Signs in Appleton. Call or text. I said call or text. The Cease Electronic phone lines now at 920-281-1570 or 866-653-1570. You can email the show. Go to the score's email inbox at thescorewi.com and click on email the studio. You can even say this show stinks if you want. We don't care, right, Bulks? <laughs> uh, that's been a popular opinion over the years, I would say. That's... We're, we're not going to cry in our beer if someone says our show stinks. Let's start with some tough love, all right? Ready for this? Here goes. You two suck. We're told this every day. Yeah. Multiple people. I, you know, I wish my wife a happy Valentine's Day today. What'd she say? She hung up. <laughs> I said, okay, love you. Have a great day. Happy Valentine's Day. Went over to my phone. It was, it, it, she, because I was talking on speaker, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, went over to my phone. Yeah, she had hung up. <laughs> she hung up on you. Happy Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Well, love least, you so much. At least you could say it on the airwaves, and we know she's not listening. And so. she just switched the station. <laughs> Come on, Mrs. Bulky. Don't be that way. We care about you. We let you come and guest host from time to time. We'll have to do that again this summer when I'm off. Because she's off in the summer, right? Eric, are you with me? No. <laughs> you don't want her coming in? No, I do. Hold on. What was it? I said we let her come in and co-host from time yeah, to time. We anymore. haven't done that in a while. It's we done. should do it in the, in the summer when I'm I off. got breaking news, Leo. All right. This is why I was not listening. Okay, no problem. Breaking news brought to you by, I got this, Northside and Kruger's True Value Hardware. Bulky with breaking news. This actually happened before the start of the show. We're too busy breaking the Jonathan Gannon news. Match Diamond tweets this out. Aaron Rodgers closes his weekly hit with Pat McAfee with a line on Green Bay when Pat McAfee brings up the Colts, the Jets, and the Raiders. Aaron Rodgers? 
18 years, man, that's always going to be home. Uh-oh. Maybe Marty K is right. Maybe he's already been traded. <laughs> now, wouldn't it be weird if he if he goes into his darkness retreat as a Packer and he comes out a Raider or he comes out a Jet or a Colt? 18 years, man, that's always going to be home. Maybe a- Rodgers would want a ring chase. You think he'd want a ring chase? Hold the clipboard for Pat Mahomes next year? <laughs> I don't think that would work out too well for him. Doesn't Although with that, with that bad ankle, he could get some playing time. If Rodgers is gone, Mahomes is not winning the Super Bowl. We already know this. Do you want to know why? <laughs> why? Because love conquers all. Ah! You get me on that one every single time. What's the best place for Aaron Rodgers to go? I would probably say San Francisco. And he doesn't want to go there. I think he ends up a Viking. <laughs> no. Somehow it'll happen. Traded to the Raiders, cut by the Raiders, signed by the Vikings. Kirk Cousins holds a clipboard for Jordan Love. It's all happening. Because Love conquers all, Bulky. What about the Dolphins? Nobody talks about that. They haven't, and we haven't brought up uh, Tennessee in a while either. They don't have a quarterback, as far as I know. No. I mean, it's Malik Willis, but he's not ready yet. No, he's not. That would be a, a good situation for Aaron Rodgers and going. Now, ahead. Malik Willis is the type of quarterback who legit was like he needed seasoning for three, four years. And they knew that when they drafted him. Right. So they just need, they need to stop back. Uh, Derek Carr, I don't believe, has been cut yet, but he's going to. He's and, going to be because otherwise and, that $40 million kicks in. N- yeah, but, I mean, it's, he's going to be cut today at some point, and I think it's got to be within the hour if I'm remembering correctly. But he has not been released yet. He said he's in no rush to sign with anybody either, so he's going to let the market dictate. Obviously, New Orleans Saints involved there. Some of the other teams we mentioned with Aaron Rodgers as well. All right, man. I'll tell you what. Here's what's coming up in hour two on the show with Leo and Balky. We're going to get into our score poll in just a second. We're going to preview the Badgers and Wolverines. Should we call them the Wolf-Larines? We'll get into that Hunter Dickinson thing, too. Uh, I want to touch on that because I want – I want the state of Wisconsin to be represented well tonight, and I have a feeling it's not going to be. Okay. And then we'll buck it up. The Eurostep Podcast host from the Eurostep Podcast Network, Ty Windish, stops by, and we'll preview the Bucks and the Celtics. Bulky not liking that game so much either tonight. It's hard to um, with, you know, probably no Tatum, no Jalen Brown for sure, no Marcus Smart for sure. Well, Tatum has COVID, right? Non-COVID. Non-COVID, oh, non-COVID illness. Non-COVID illness. Okay, I thought he had COVID. No. Okay, so he could possibly play, but he was listed as doubtful. Okay. So my guess is he highly unlikely. Then, yeah. And then there's a chance that I, I think the only guys listed out for the Bucks are Crowder and Portis, who's actually been practicing again with the Bucks. So that's good to see. Neither one of them are going to play until the after the All Star. Right. Though. And then Atetokounmpo and uh, Con- Connaughton were both uh, listed on the injury report as probable, but I don't know. Maybe they just take this one off, those two. I'm not I'm not really sure. Probably won't find out till. But if you right win this tip. game, I think you're tied uh, for first in the East. I don't think Milwaukee cares about that. No? I, I You'd think, rather face Boston on the road in game I don't, seven? I, yeah. I think they're, they feel if their guys are healthy, they can beat anybody in a seven-game series. And quite frankly – I don't think they're going to go out of their way right. to get the number one seed, but I, I think this they, year – They could stumble into it. Yeah. I, I, and I think it could benefit them if they do indeed get it, but I wouldn't, you know – jeopardize anyone's uh, playoff run by uh, playing guys in the regular season. And if, well, when's the last time they played? They haven't, they've been off for several days. So I, They I, played uh, back-to-back Friday and Saturday night. Because uh, you have a – No, back-to-back Thursday and Friday night. Okay, so you've had off Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I think Giannis plays tonight. I hope he does, but we'll see. 
Um, and he should. I mean, he's listed as probable, but we have seen this happen before where he's probable and all of a sudden. I think he's playing. No worries at all, folks. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, the, the difference to me in winning against the Celtics in that series last year in the conference, it was a conference semis, right? It wasn't the conference finals. Semis. Who did the Celtics beat in the conference finals last year to go to the was it the Heat? NBA Finals. Yeah, I think it was. And so, they, I think they destroyed them, too. Yeah, they, they did. Um, the difference was not playing that game at TD Center, Waterhouse Center, whatever it is in Boston now. Um, the difference is not playing there. It was not having Chris Middleton. I think if Chris Middleton's healthy, I think they win that series. And that didn't happen. So, you know, one, one seed, yeah. I mean, if you have your druthers, you'd much rather be playing – in Milwaukee in game seven than in Boston, but I also don't think it's necessary to win the NBA finals at okay. all. Well, George Hill isn't on the team anymore, and whenever they have George Hill, they don't get to the finals. So, What if the Pacers bought him out? <laughs> and the Bucks and bring the him Bucks back? brought him back. <laughs> I guess it's anything's possible. I know certain people would have a conniption fit over that, even though the guy – I mean, when I does mean, he play? You, you, the, we talk about the buyouts. We'll talk about Ty Windish coming up uh, later on this hour. We talk about the buyouts and 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 the, the the fact that they need a third point guard. That they only need a third point guard when when they actually need one. Like whoever they sign is not going to be getting 15 20 minutes a game. They're just not. It's it's Holiday and it's Carter and then the third guy will come in if there's an injury or, you know, some sort of load management. That's it. Okay. So, George Hill coming back wouldn't be the worst thing. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> well, but I don't think he will either. As we heard from uh Van yesterday, they do have to sign someone. To get to 14. Right. And it doesn't have to be a point guard. I saw um, Stanley Johnson got bought out by the Spurs. Now, I don't think they'd sign him because they kind of filled that need with Crowder. But I thought that was interesting. Beverly still for, you know, we heard when he got bought out from Orlando. Oh, that would be great if they brought him in because I think we have a drop for that. (laughs) Yeah, we do, actually. He just hit a three, and then you'd play. All right, Beverly. Yeah, love it. Or maybe he's running his mouth against the other team, and he's about to get teed up, and then you just walk over to him and say, All right, Beverly! That's enough. <laughs> um, we, we heard the um, a lot of stuff that, that he was going to be signing with Minnesota. That still has not happened. So I don't know what the holdup is there. Um, Dwayne Dedman, I think, was a guy that Van brought up when I was texting Van um, at the trade deadline on Tuesday. He brought his name up. He's already signed with the Sixers, so he won't be coming aboard. But, yeah, I think those are the two guys. If, if you need anybody on this team, it's a third it's a third point guard and it's a fourth big man Yeah, to replace Ibaka and to replace George Hill. And, obviously, Crowder replaced um, Nuora. We'll see how it plays out. Let's get to the score poll. Do you support the defensive holding flag on James Bradbury near the end of Super Bowl 57? Your choices were, yep, you got to throw it, or no, too soft of a call. Leo? I said, yep, you got to throw it. And I said the same thing. We ended up in the minority. The I score, thought we would. Score squad 66. People are ticked off out there. <laughs> they are. Score squad said 67% uh, said it was too soft of a call. Um, you know, part of the reason, and, and not to keep harping on this, but part of the reason that we love great endings in sports is because they are rare. They don't happen that often. And everybody's like, oh, you ruined a game. Oh, the refs decided that game or, or whatever, you know. The, the NFL doesn't owe it to you to give you a storybook ending every single game. Part of the, the magic of having a storybook ending is because they don't happen that often. 
Would we have gotten one if it wouldn't have been that flag? I don't know. Um, would we have gotten one if they would have not thrown the flag? I don't know that either. So I, I think that this whole, you know, the NFL, you know, the referees, the NFL, they robbed us of a great – they didn't rob him anything. It's their product. You, you enjoy it. Sit down, shut up, and enjoy the product. And if you don't, there's plenty of pickleball to watch on ESPN 8 The Ocho. Or grab a whistle and a striped shirt and get out there and do better. <laughs> the NFL is always looking for referees <laughs> in all sports. And since you could do such a good job on your couches – Face full of nachos, spilled beer all over the place. <laughs> Bring your fat rear end out onto the floor and onto the field and call some call these games. One other thing, as long as we're on the Super Bowl, if I got to see one more video of a Philly fan smashing a TV after the ending of that game. <laughs> really? That, that was, I mean, how many of those are just set up? How many people yeah. around the country are smashing TVs? Yeah. These guys are just making these up. Probably. These tick-tock, toe-whatever crap that they're TikTok throwing out there all the time i don't know i just i don't get into seeing that i mean i used to get upset as anyone but i never all i said was what did i say the one day that really uh the nfl is finished or done after oh after and clay that was matthews after a legit hit. clay matthews uh sack against uh what was it washington yes yeah that was was that kirk cousins God. it's probably the only time i've ever been embarrassed to be <laughs> sitting next to you and thank god it happened where it happened in fact, are we going to get into that in the next segment? We are. Um, think because otherwise I would have been like, all right, man, I, I got to get going. But that day finished so nice. It was such a nice day, and we got to hang well, out. How did it finish nice? Well, they lost, but right. uh, the owner of the uh, sports bar we're going to talk about uh, overserved us, if you remember. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. We were sitting out in level 11 Yep, when the sunshine was still shining out there. I remember I was drinking <laughs> a lot. I, I, no, I was drinking rail, um, rail whiskey, and he was buying you the good stuff. Yeah, and and he's like, oh, he's like, hey, Balks, what do you want? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's whiskey, diet coke, whatever. And then he's bringing me out like Maker's Mark. And yes, like, well, if you're gonna do Knob that, Creek. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, you didn't have to bother with the diet coke. <laughs> I would have just drank it over ice or that's not even I, I wouldn't even need it ice that's you know? what i meant the rest of the day was so much fun it, that part that part of the day was fun um did the brewers play that day too they may yeah i think they did i think we watched that game was that a playoff game no was not a playoff game. late season late season okay all right so now i'm confident in saying this i know i say it all the time i think this may be our most voted on score poll ever Today's no kidding poll, yeah um, in honor of Valentine's Day, which Wisconsin legend is your one true sports love? Your choices are Barry Alvarez, <laughs> Vince Lombardi, Giannis Atatacumpo, or Robin Yount. What, Noel McGuire for Marquette Ford? So it's all at It's All Straw, Professor Ann chimed in, Al McGuire for God's sake, and that got six likes. Now, my problem with this is Twitter. They don't let you put in multiple... Um, you can only put in four choices. Mm -hmm. You can't go higher than four. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, Al McGuire did win a national a championship. national championship. But then I think about all the success that the Badgers have had, not just in football, but basketball, women's volleyball, all these sports since Barry Alvarez got there in the late bigger 80s. body of work too. And and now he's never won a national championship in basketball or football, but he did win one in volleyball. And not he, but you know, under his watch. Or was that under McIntosh's watch when the was, women's volleyball that team? That was McIntosh. Okay. 
Well, in any event, it also so I was so that's Al McGuire lost the tiebreaker there. I I put Barry Alvarez under there, and frankly, I don't think it would have mattered given how the voting's gone. Leo, who's your one true sports love? Wisconsin well, I mean, sports legends. When I think of this, I think about being a kid. And Vince Lombardi, obviously, <clears throat> a little before my time. So I'm going to go with Robin Yount, my favorite brewer of all time. Uh, he is in uh, third place on this poll that I think is heavily influenced by recency bias. So Barry Alvarez coming up fourth place, 1.1%. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Way to go. Uh, Robin Yount, 14% of the vote. Vince Lombardi coming in second at 20%. wonder what this poll would have looked like 20 years ago. Lombardi probably would have dominated. And then uh, running away with it, 66% of the vote, no question. Giannis That's not Atatacumpo. true. In what? the 80s, uh, Packer fans voted Lindy Infani, their favorite coach of all time. Over Lombardi? After his 10-6 and six year. Yeah, they what? did. What? Just one year they did. This had to be the worst, most informal poll ever. It was. I don't know how you. It was you... one of the news, local news stations. Give me a break. Because he got the Packers back to 10-6. and six. That, that is. They didn't even make the playoffs. 10 pounds of crap and a 5-pound Oh, I agree totally, but it's just a, a little fun fact. Mm, okay. We'll vote on this poll, twitter.com slash thescorewi or thescorewi.com, and uh, you can tell us who your favorite um um, which one true Wisconsin sports love is. Let's go out to the uh, Cease Electronic phone lines right now. You are on the air with Leo and Balky. Who are we talking to? Hey, you two stiffs. How's it going on this? Bobby! What's up, guys? Bob the, the candy, candy man. has got a call on the candy day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. And so so my, I, have my you... greatest true sports love has got to be Rick Manning, man. He ended the dream. <laughs> Rick Manning. I'm just kidding. It'd be Vince Lombardi on, on my account there. So, Manning, was he the guy that um, stopped Molitor's streak? Because Molitor yeah, was on deck. Yeah, jokingly said that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, got it. I knew the name sounded familiar. Technically, the pitcher of uh, the opposing team stopped his streak, but. Yeah, I guess. My neighbor kid was bawling when he saw that. <laughs> just so frustrating. I mean, can you imagine if, it, if that streak would have been going on and. When would it happen? 87? Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah we correct, sir. Right. Crazy. It was 87. So what happens if it goes on in 2017 and ESPN is interrupting its broadcast and, and they're all everybody's they're building this up to Molitor and then all of a sudden, nope, not going to get a chance to hit. It's too bad. <laughs> Walk what, what off by Rick wreck. Manning. And double whammy, they traded Gorman Thomas for Rick Manning. Oh, really? Yes, they did. Gorman that. Thomas, a fan favorite. Brewer fans were not happy. When Bob, you... Bob, what's your candy of choice today? I am going with the Reese's, of course. That's a good one. The Reese's Hearts, the peanut yes. butter hearts. Yes, and yeah. I agree with Belky on the account of it's. We got to have like a little slap shot down to the Pfizer. We bring up all the herd. We just start drop kicking and karate chopping right off the right off the tip ball. <laughs> what? Get, get, get it down, baby. Play dirty. Oh yeah. Well, th- save it for the playoffs. Like I don't want somebody. <laughs> The thing is, like, after these two teams play uh, tonight, Boston and um, um, Milwaukee, they have another game on March 30th, I think it is, and you don't want payback to happen in that game where you're hamstrung now heading into the playoffs. Just save it for the exactly. playoffs. That that's Stay healthy until then. We'll see what happens. Bob, as always, a pleasure. It's going to be a heck of an Easter Conference Finals. That's all I got. If they, if they both meet there, we'll see. If they both meet there. Correct the mundo. Yeah. All right, man. All right, gents. Be good. Thanks, Bobby. Yep. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to Bob the Candy Bobby Man. Bobby is almost deserving of his own walk-up music. You said that last time. Oh, the Candy Man. There's um. You can play uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Could do that. 
uh, corner shop. Who can shop. make the sunrise? I, I played the corner shops version of Candyman last week. <laughs> oh, you did. So did we you? could do that. I don't think Bob is into corner shop though. Probably not. That's okay. Speaking of music that people aren't into, we have to play it because it's his birthday today. I've never been the biggest fan of his, but he is super uber talented. In fact, 2004, the Songwriters Hall of Fame awarded Rob Thomas the first ever Hal David Starlight Award, recognizing young songwriters who have had a lasting influence in the music industry. Rob Thomas, formerly of uh, Matchbox 20, mm-hmm. or is he still? I think he's still the lead singer of Matchbox 20. Um, he turns 51 years old today. Born in West Germany, did not realize that. Uh, Rob Thomas, we're listening to some of his uh, solo work here. This is uh, Ever the Same. Tried to give it a Valentine's Day feel today. The love song from Rob Thomas. You remember he had the uh, number one single with Matchbox 20 back in 2000 called Bent. Uh, Lonely No More was released in 2005. That's probably has been his biggest solo song. He sang uh, on the 99 U.S. number one single, Smooth by Santana. 2005 had the number one solo album, Something to Be, as well. He's been covered by Daughtry, Travis Tritt, Mark Anthony, Mick Jagger, and Willie Nelson. Happy 51st birthday, Rob Thomas. Before we head out, how about a quick road update, Mr. Balkenstein? Yeah, there was one incident going on in Fond du Lac. It's still there. Disabled vehicle on the exit to 151 from Highway 41 North. Uh, that is uh, the only thing I'm seeing that on my map right now. That's your Hurling Clark Law Firm. Hurling uh, Traffic update. Hurling Clark Law Firm when your future is at stake. Bring on the Wolverines. Badger hoops when the show returns. Join in the conversation with the show with Leo and Balky right here on The Score. You can call or text the Cease Electronic Studio line at 920-281-1570. That's 920-281-1570. Every year, someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. Taco Tuesday at Riverside Bar and Grill today. Stop by for delicious tacos. Have a couple of pops with the boys. Riverside Bar and Grill is also a great place to have your own private gatherings, like a birthday party, anniversary, fantasy football banquet, or any type of occasion you want to celebrate. Here's what you do. Talk to Greg, Gene, Cora, Emily, Anishka, or Cole. We recommend Cole. To book the quiet room, or as we call it, Level 11. Also check out Riverside's Facebook page to see its full menu and upcoming events, like Leo and Bulky being there for the Bud Light March to the Championship on Friday, March 17th at 4 p.m. Looking forward to that, aren't you, Bulks? You know it. Riverside Barn Grail, they're conveniently located at 906 South Old Oneida Street in the Flats, Appleton. Let's get to this Badger Wolverine tilt tonight. Let me see if I can find this here. Uh, find what? Might have, might have some audio. Maybe, maybe uh, not. Of uh, their highlights from Saturday? No, nope, nope, something else. All right. I th- I think this is – I got to check the dump button. Okay, so if you can't hear this, Score Squad, I apologize. But this is Hunter Dickinson 
talking about the Wisconsin Badgers. Hunter Dickinson, the senior center for the Michigan basketball team. Wisconsin, I mean, they're just they're just they're scumbags. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm sorry. They're just scumbags. Oh boy. I said they're scumbags. You know what? I hit the dump button. I didn't need to. I'm sorry. That's all right. On scumbags or after he said scumbags? I just I was just conditioned to it, so this is all going to be weird when people hear this on the air. That's yeah, okay. If you missed it, Hunter Dickinson said the Badgers are they're scumbags. They're scumbags. They're just scum. I was quote Wisconsin. I mean, they're just they're just they're scumbags. It is what it is. I'm sorry. They're just scumbags. Isn't their Stephen coach, Crowell? Isn't let's go. Their, isn't their coach the one that? Punch our coach? Yes. Yes. Uh, Juwan Howard. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Crowell was asked Monday about this. Personally, I don't have any social media, so I don't hear any of that stuff. It doesn't affect me. We're going out there to play like any other game. I'm sure the fans and you guys, they might. I don't know. It is like any other game, and we've got to stick to how we play, and hopefully we can win. Whatever you say, Crowell. Now, love conquers all, but there will be no love lost between these two teams tonight. I don't think they like each other that much. And it's a message if you're going to the game. I know... I've been to games at the Cole Center, and I know how ramped up the student section gets in, especially when somebody like Hunter Dickinson acts like an idiot and shoots his mouth off and invites this type of um, criticism and negativity to him, which he did. Now, maybe he thrives off that. I don't know. But can we hold off on the a-hole chants tonight that, that I know are going to – every time he touches uh-huh. the ball, they're going to boom. I always said this. When, when guys do this – and they try to get under your skin. Don't let them get under your skin. The best way to do to deal with people like this is show them they just don't matter. And that's just ignoring it. Treat them like any other player tonight. Well, it'd be nice I, to see that some would be light, the classy light life in the Cole Center, though. That is the quietest. Well, you could you could uh, like that's on the team then. Like you know, put something out there that's worth cheering about. True. I I don't want to see this negative stuff with Hunter Dickinson tonight. Not a fan of it. Don't like it. It's this is what you know. This is this is like, that would be like a high school move if they do that. And Wisconsin's done it before. Hopefully they didn't do it tonight. But you know what's coming. I know what's coming. Going to do it tonight. Yeah, the American people know what's coming. Could get a little chippy out there tonight, my friend. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, if it does, I, you know, Wisconsin plays pretty physical anyway. And but not lately, but. No, I mean, if you watch, if you watch those games, it's really amazing how many fouls Wall and Crowell get away with. Watch the replays in the post of how many times they're putting a forearm into somebody or shoving a guy with the, with an open palm. It's it's crazy. Well, needless to say, they need a victory tonight. It's the whole Richard Sherman school of well, they can't call pass interference on every play. <laughs> you can't call a fall on Tyler Wall <laughs> well, every play. That's can't true. get Stephen Crawl for a shove every play. I mean, it, it, they obviously get away with it, so it's fine. I'm not saying that they need to change the way they play. Maybe offensively, though. But on defense, I maybe think make fine. a shot or two and yeah, pass. Wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. All right, pregame coverage of um, of the Michigan Wolverines invading the uh, Cole Center night to take on the uh, Wisconsin Badgers begins at seven o'clock on 103.5, 1063WHBY with a the tip uh, beginning at uh, the tip happening at uh, at eight o'clock. Total on this game open at one thirty and a half, and it's risen to one thirty one and a half. Leo, go ahead and guess that spread. Man, this almost has to be a pick 'em for God's sakes. Badgers probably get some points for being at home. Both bad teams. I don't know. Badgers by one. But you just said they got some points at home. One. They're getting one. Oh, point. so one point at They're, home. Badgers get one. Okay. For, for being the home team. Yeah. Okay. 
Leo was right. Leo was 100% right. Wisconsin opened at one and a half. Uh, they are still at one and a half All right. on this game. One and a half point favorite. 14 11 Michigan, 14 and 10 Wisconsin. Right. Michigan, 8 and 6 in the Big Ten, 6 and 8 for Wisconsin in the Let's Big Ten. Let's make this darn shot. Go ahead and take the shot they here. need a victory. Leo sucks, ah, and I might as well take over his job. Was off the rim, no good. And that was the recycling one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the right one to shoot at, as far as I'm concerned. Just a little short? Uh, yeah, and to the left. Back and to the left. Actually, it was front and to the left. Front and to the left. Well, I guess the Badgers are going to lose tonight. No surprise. I mean, I expect them to. I know they're a favorite. I, I expect them to, to lose tonight. This, now, why I, can't uh, this one be on CBS Sports? Yeah, what channel did we decide what this was on? I think it's on ESPN2. That's what it's on. Oh, it's not on Big Ten tonight? No. Uh, ESPN2 tonight, and I would imagine that we might get a late start on that. Yeah. Usually that second game is always late. I'm trying to find out who the first game is on ESPN right now. Boy, a lot of stuff on ESPN Plus tonight. I guess they are the worldwide leader. The uh, 6 o'clock game tonight is Notre Dame and Duke. Okay. And then it's Wisconsin. It'll be a late start, but the Badgers play early, so at least we'll have that going for us, which is nice. All right, tell us about this uh, lovely song. This is Oasis, um, one of my favorite bands. And on this date back in 2008, Liam Gallagher, one of the singers for Oasis, married his long-term partner, Nicole Appleton, who actually was a member of All Saints, another big-time UK girl band member. Okay. Um, married at a civil ceremony in London, in London. The venue was the Westminster Register Office. It's where Gallagher married his first wife, Patsy Kensett, back in 1997. So congratulations to Liam Gallagher. Liam Gallagher is a, a, a character in uh, Shameless. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, yeah he was uh, divorced Nicole Appleton in 2014. Darn it. So uh, we're listening to Wonderwall. I I don't know. I mean, this is probably my favorite. Um, this is probably my favorite um, Oasis song of all time. But you gotta, you know, ask me on a different day, and I I might say something something different. But this is a good one. Yeah. Wonderwall, good song. Yeah. Bucket up is coming up next. Ty Windish will join us right after this. Excellent selection and low prices on top quality used vehicles. That's what you'll find this week at Gusman Chevrolet Buick GMC of Kokona. All of its GM certified pre-owned vehicles have been thoroughly safety inspected and are priced at prices you didn't think were possible. Stop by, see for yourself. Gusman of Kokona, Highway 55, Interstate 41 in Kokona. We're just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Nothing. Welcome back. Time to bucket up. If you're looking for a brand new place to try for lunch, how about Holiday's Pub and Grill, the Fox Valley's newest sports bar and event center? You can check out its menu at HolidaysPub.com or stop by the new location at 3950 North Richmond Street in Appleton. And don't forget to come out and visit Bulky and I when we're there. Second day of March Madness, March 17th, St. Paddy's Day, 11 to 1. We'll be uh, hanging out there, giving away stuff. Hey, maybe, just maybe, Ty Windish could join us. What do you think, Ty? Well, March Madness with Leon Balky up at Holidays. If if it's you know bar and grill sort of situation, March Madness doesn't sound like it gets much better than that. I'm gonna have to carve out my calendar. I do love. I mean, I don't know anything about college basketball, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> nothing like the first days of the tournament. It's so fun. I think even not knowing, I can just look at the little numbers and go, oh, 15 up over a two right now? Let me flip to that game. I love that stuff. So sounds like a great time. We'll pencil you in. How does that sound? Sounds great. Hey, we know we won't see Jay Crowder until after the All-Star break. Uh, his lungs are good, but his legs are uh, a little heavy right now. How soon before we see him on the court for the Milwaukee Bucks? I'm hoping it's that first game out of the break. I think that's like 10 days from now. Heat game, if I recall correctly. Um, but I, I know it's it's later next week now. It's a pretty. It feels like a pretty long All-Star break this year, which I think is good, good timing for the Bucks. I think it makes sense to... You know, I don't know if rush is the right word, but to immediately put Crowder in with two games before the break, some time presumably to practice with, you know, some actual off days here for the Bucks. It's a pretty light part of their calendar. So kind of fortuitous timing with the trade deadline being late last week. And then after that L.A. back to back, you know, not much going on for the Bucks over a couple of days. So they were able to have a true practice, get Crowder integrated. He's got to learn, you know, their sets, their terminology. Obviously, he has some idea of the personnel, you know, playing against the Bucks and back-to-back playoffs in 2020 and 2021 there. But um, I, I think it makes sense to – and also just for him physically, as he said, as you mentioned, he's not not in shape by any means, but it, it's just different game shape. So getting to play five-on-five, five, totally understand him not wanting to, you know, run with some college kids and potentially turn an ankle and maybe take himself out of a season here. So – it seems like he played this pretty cautiously. We know the Bucks will do that as well. But I don't think there's any reason it should take weeks and weeks to get see him on the court. He's not injured. He just needs to make sure he's up to speed, both with the Bucks, what they want to do, and physically. So, Ty, let me ask you this. What, what's the benefit for having Crowder practice with the team, condition himself with the team, um, but but the team doesn't want to put him out there for you know five maybe ten minutes a game to get him conditioned that way. Can you tell us the rationale behind uh, the Bucks choosing not to do that? Yeah, I think it really comes down to. I mean, I, I don't think you want to play a guy like five minutes. You know, I almost, almost feel like that's it's just hard to get in rhythm. So I think they want to have it where you know he can play you know true five on five intensity but without the game actually mattering, without it being, you know, on live TV. So if his legs do get heavy and, and he's sluggish, they don't have to, you know, sub him out after two minutes if he's still getting his legs out, right? And it, just kind of a, a weird look for everyone, I think, as much as anything. Um, so I think they just wanted to make sure he's up to speed. I, I think the Bucks, you know, they prefer to at least be able to play someone like 15, 20 minutes. Like we've seen that with Chris Middleton, right? Like maybe he could have gotten back earlier and played 10 minutes, feels like the team prefers, you know, at least should be playing 15 to 20 minutes, which is like a typical rotational role for most guys who are active versus just like five minutes for a player who should be more playing more than that when they're healthy. So I just think in general, teams don't like to bring along guys until they're ready to go closer to 15, just because it's going to be hard. You know, he's coming in cold, hasn't played in, in you know, several months, right? In almost a year. It's going to be really hard to get a rhythm if he's just playing like, two, two-and-a-half-minute stints or even one five-minute stint. So I would think that's why. And the other big piece of the puzzle, uh, Bobby Portis, we know he's practicing. Do you expect him at, back after the All-Star break? Yeah, it sounds like he's coming along well. It sounds like he's taking part in practice. He looks good. And I just think it, from what I've heard and read from you know Jim Ozarski and some other uh, reporters around the team, Eric Name as well, sounds like the Bucks aren't too concerned and they're not even really all that interested in – looking for big depth, which I kind of thought they would after Serge Ibaka 
opted out of playing with Milwaukee or, or seemingly at all now this season. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think – I think they expect him to be back pretty soon after. Maybe that first game back, you know, that being a true injury, it's – you know, we know how the Bucks operate with these. So, I, they're not going to rush him. But it sounds like it shouldn't be too much longer. And, again, that's the nice thing about – for both Crowder and Portis, you miss two games here and you basically get, like, two weeks off, which is pretty rare timing-wise in, in the NBA. So, I think the Bucs are going to take advantage of that, try and beat a shorthanded Celtics team – see if they can handle the Bulls who have given them trouble this year and then come back with, you know, worst case scenario, right? They're still 10 and two over their last 12 and acclimating two big time pieces then without having to rush to do so. Talking with Ty Windish from the Eurostep podcast. Check out the Eurostep podcast on Twitter at Eurostep podcast. Ty's on Twitter at Ty Windish, T-I-W-I-N-D-I-S-C-H. And of course, at GSPN Hub is your home for all things uh, Eurostep podcast network wise. If uh, the Bucks want to sign a player um, that's not on the roster right now, Ty, and they still want him to become playoff eligible, is there a, a certain deadline that they have to do it by or can they just sign him whenever? So I'm glad you asked it the, it. the deadline of March 1st, which is widely known in NBA circles, I think, is that's when the player has to be waived by. So it's not when the team picks up a player. It's when that player is off of another NBA roster. And I think the rule is there, you know, to make sure a team isn't, oh, we're trying to make the playoffs. Oh, it's early April and we just got eliminated. Oh, we'll just cut these guys and let them go play in playoff games. That could really imbalance the league you know, right before the playoffs. They, they want that business to end sooner and rosters to be settled for a month and a half going into postseason play. So that's why that rule is. So the Bucks, there's no immediate push for them to sign someone to, for them to be playoff eligible. They just need to be off another team's roster, another NBA team's roster. Uh, we saw Elijah Bryant come in late in the championship year, and he was playoff eligible and, and did play a little bit in the playoffs despite being signed, I believe, think that was a weird year timing wise. So I don't know if it was still the March 1st date, but I think after that waiver deadline. So that applies to players getting bought out. So, you know, your Patrick Beverly's and Russell, Russell Westbrook's, those guys need to be off their teams by March one. There is another deadline the Bucks are facing. That's to get up to 14 guaranteed or NBA spots. I should say not counting the, the two way guys. They do need to sign someone two weeks after the trade officially processed. Whenever that was, I think, Sometime Friday is when it went through with the league. So by next Friday, the Bucks will need to fill that spot. But they can do that with a 10-day contract. doesn't have to be a rest-of-the-season deal. That's just a different NBA rule that says you can't sit at 13 rostered players for longer than two weeks. The NBA obviously wants you know their players to, to have jobs. The NBA PA wants to make sure teams don't cheap out and you know go with 12 for the last two months because they're out of it anyway or something like that. So the Bucks need to add someone, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a player. They don't need to add someone by that two-week deadline for them to be playoff eligible. That's just a different rule that Milwaukee's running into because they traded three for one to pick up Jay Crowder. Ty, do you have a good or I guess should say any kind of a solution for the load management problem the NBA has? I mean, I think it's obvious they should probably play less games. Um, I think that would help a lot. You know, I think the Celtics won – is a little unfortunate. I mean, I think Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are really hurt. And then Tatum, I don't know this illness. I mean, I would presume he's he's actually sick if it's an illness. I think that's not a designation I would guess would be used for uh, load management, but who knows at the end of the day. Um, but then I think you see the compounding, and then the team goes, you know, 
Yeah, Al Horford and Robert Williams are questionable. We'll see if they play or not. Basically, the whole starting five could be out. I don't know if there is a rule besides play less games because I don't think you can mandate that teams don't use the data that their their medical teams have, whatever it may say, about you know player health and resting on back to backs and you know some of these games where they'll tip off less than 24 hours after the the other game started. I think those are the worst back to backs. But I, I think the league just needs to. I think it would be in the best interest of the league. I don't know if they ever would, but to go down to like 72 and just space out the games a little bit more and make them all mean more because, you know, the more games there are, the the less they mean kind of inherently. You look at the difference between the NFL sense of urgency game to game and the MLB where it's one of 162. So it's really, you know, not going to one single game, usually not going to be that impactful unless we're, you know, Brewers Cubs game 163 or something like that. So I, I just think they should play a little bit less. I, I think you could still see every team every year, maybe cut off some in-conference games. You know, do we really need to see the whole division four times every year? I don't know. Um, but I, I think I just think carrying on like this, I think lengthening the schedule anymore would just be way too much. So I think there should be less games, but I understand why they won't because – Less games is less dollar signs. Less dollar signs indeed. We all have dollar signs in our eyes. When, every time we hear Ty Windish on this program uh, each and every Tuesday as he talks Bucks basketball. To learn more, check out uh, the Eurostep podcast where you can get anywhere where you get uh, podcasts. Give us that sub stack again, Ty. I know I forgot about this last week. Oh, man, you're really putting me on the spot here. I think it's <laughs> gspn.substack.com. All right. You can find all of our, all of our links at gspn.info. So yeah, that much, one I know for sure. There you go. Much love to you, my friend. Uh, love conquers all. Ty Windish joining us on the program today. Enjoy the game tonight, dude. Will do. Much love to everyone, especially Jordan. Uh, exactly. Thank you so much, Ty Windish, the, the master. He does it all. We got to get him on. I think I mentioned this before. We got to get him on and, and talk a little bit about um, – Brewers baseball this summer too. Oh sure, because he is uh, he is well versed into that. Okay, let's do this right now. I'm gonna play this song because we still gotta get some stuff, and it's kind of a longer song. So, Leo, tonight the 41 and 16 Boston Celtics roll in to the serve to take on the 39 and 17 Milwaukee Bucks. Total on this open at 226 and a half. It is down to 225, I'm assuming because of the Celtics injury report. Uh-huh. Uh, you do believe Atetokounmpo will be playing. I think that's probably a safe bet, although I'm leaving myself some wiggle room on that one. Uh, why don't you go ahead and guess that spread? All right, Bucks at home. Uh, all the injuries for Boston. Bucks by eight. Oh, shoot. What, what's your buffer? A uh, half. Hold on. I've really screwed things up here. All right, your your buffer's a half. Leo sucks, uh, and I might on. as well take over his job. Bucks open up at ten and a half. Ooh. Um, got back down to eight and a half, and it's risen, but it's still at nine right okay. now. Okay, all right, so, fair enough. Bucks by nine. You want to go ahead and take the shot it's here? More about the shot. <laughs> I guess it is. Leo sucks, oh, and on. I might as well take over his Rolled job. Roll back to you. You uh, back rimmed it. You back rimmed it and it rolled all the way back, or front rimmed it, I should say, and it rolled all the way back. Just like I was terrible at free throws today, only 18 out of 25. Wow, is that your lowest? Uh, I can't lowest in a long, long I can't time. remember you ever. I mean, if you. I don't make at least 20, I'm on like, man, I terrible day today. By the way, I forgot, I forgot to bring this up um, because we have the Badgers 
I know. Someone leave their car door open or no. something. <laughs> this is the music. Oh, um, this is uh, we have the game on the score. The we Bucks do. game. Yeah, we do. Pre-game coverage begins at six ninety-five three ninety-nine one. Um, FM. All right. All right. So here's here's the setup for the song. This is off uh, Kanye West's um, Jesus is King album. This is his gospel album that he put out. Um, back in 2019, this was four years ago today, Kanye hired, or yay, I should say, hired saxophonist Kenny G. You know Kenny G, right? I do, yeah. He played his saxophone live in a room full of roses for his wife at the time. Kim Kardashian. This was how they celebrated Valentine's Day. It was a Valentine's Day surprise for Kenny G to be playing this uh, saxophone for. Um, And as a result, Kanye West and Kenny G decided, you know, we should work together. So when they had this uh, gospel um, song or gospel album come out, he asked, well, maybe would you want to would you want to guest on on this album? And he said, sure. So we're listening to this track called Use This Gospel. Featuring Kenny G on sax right now. Oh, cool. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I'm just happy they closed the uh, car the door. The car door. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Left the keys in the ignition. I was telling BK Stir Fry, there was some um, UFC wrestler who came out to that song. Like, that was his ent- this song. Ooh. Entrance music. We got to fly, dude. We do. We'll wrap up this show when we come back. Join in the conversation with the score. Call or text the Cease Electronic Studio line at 920-281-1570. Wow, what a show. Yes, indeed it was. Thanks to Ty Windish for joining us. Bulky, you're taking the day off tomorrow. Yeah, you'll still have Alex Hayden from Motor Racing Network, Jake Kokorowski making a Wednesday appearance to talk Wisconsin Badgers, Michigan Wolverines, and, of course, a What the Chuck Wednesday with Chuck Charles. It's going to be fun. Alex Thomas will join me. Drew and KB coming your way next. Have a great rest of your day, Fox Cities. We will chat tomorrow. Back up Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.